0: This is your brother James and this is everything porn sex and relationships. So, as I said before, what we're going to do is we're going to go through a chapter of scripture. We're going to memorize a whole chapter now. We're doing it verse by verse, so each session will be a different verse. Now, if you're reading, if you're listening to this and you kind of got the gist on what I'm trying to do in terms of memorizing scripture and you've applied it, you can skip forward and it takes about me it takes me about 6 minutes to get through one verse, especially the verses, uh, the verse we're going to go through today, which is verse two, in First Corinthians six. So again, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read, start in verse one. I'm going to read it, but then we're going to emphasize every word in verse two, and then finish reading the chapter. Okay? It is it is really tedious, but I'm going to tell you right now, if you want to get free, you have to apply some kind of memory memorizing scripture to your daily life in uh psalms one it says he that meditates on the law or he who meditates on the law day and night shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season whose leaves also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper okay but the ungodly are not so that's what it says the ungodly are not so so those who don't meditate on the word day and night they're not going to be planted by the rivers of water right and they're un- and they're the ungodly okay and I'm not saying that because you don't memorize scripture you're not godly, okay, however, I do think it is a practice if you are struggling in something pretty severe like pornography because you realize the the detriment it has on your relationships, then uh you should apply this strategy now that being said, I have a discussion planned with Ryan Jenkins right after this again if you Have already done this or you you want to skip forward? It takes me about six minutes from where we're at, okay? So it'll be about the eight-minute mark. Uh, Dare any of you having a matter against another, go to law before the unrighteous and not before the saints. Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge, to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world, and if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world, and if the world will be judged by you, are you not unworth- Are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world, and if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that the, ju- that the saints will judge the world, and if the world will be judged by you? are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world, and if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world, and if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world, and if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world, and if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world and if the world will be judged by you are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world and if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that the saints will do you not do you not know that the saints will judge the world and if the world will be judged by you are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that the the, the saints will judge the world, and if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy too? excuse me, to judge the smallest matters. Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? If then you have judgments concerning things pertaining to this life, do you appoint those who are least esteemed by the church to judge? I say that I say this to your shame. Is it so that there is not a wise man among you, not even one, who will be able to judge between between his brethren? But brother goes to law against brother, and that before unbelievers. Now therefore, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to the law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not rather let yourselves be cheated? No, you yourselves do wrong and cheat, and you do these things to your brethren. Do, not, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. All things are lawful to me, for me, excuse me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Foods for the stomach and the stomach for foods. But God will destroy both, it and them. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God both raised up the Lord and will raise raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify god in your body and in your spirit which are god's all right yeah we got ryan jenkins here Sir. and uh he's a good friend of mine we uh served together at impact church the young adults group mm-hmm. and he's here to talk with us about our topic porn sex and relationships and he um is currently a pastor in training at north phoenix baptist yes sir yeah and maybe uh you could just talk about what you've been doing over there or
1: yeah absolutely um so basically uh, the plan for our church is for us to um to launch a church campus at arizona state university like there's over fifty thousand students there and just a huge harvest and um so our pastor charged me with the role to lead that campus and so uh, we're planning to launch at asu fall 21 lord willing and uh, my job will be to, to get that thing up and running. So yeah, I'm excited. Oh, awesome. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and uh, just for a background, Ryan Ryan was like our young adult's pastor. Uh, they called him a director. Yeah. However, he's basically the pastor. He's the one preaching. And uh, I think he really was able to tug on a lot of people's hearts with how he did it. And I appreciate his words. I still still kind of remember him today. So <laughs> there's like their scripture in Ecclesiastes. that says, uh, the words of the wise are like goads. Mm-hmm. And the words of scholars are like well-driven nails yeah, yeah so yeah. that's good stuff. so man. yeah so <laughs> i uh i always like to whenever i hear i remember something it's either like a prick or it's like something that will always stick you know mm. um so anyway our first question you know first thing i want to ask ryan was like what is his experience with porn so he can kind of level with us and uh how how does he use it to help others or how has he right
1: yeah. Yeah, that's a it's a great question, man. I think um porn is something which isn't new to me. Was something that was just a regular part of my life ever since I was in middle school. Something I got introduced to. I remember in 6th grade, I'm I'm hanging out with a group of my friends and we're hanging in a room and uh one of them was like, "Man, I got this 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 uh videotape from my parents." And so it was VHS back then. Yeah. They plug it in and then it's porn. And so that was my first exposure at a young age. And obviously, man, being so young, maybe 11, 12 years old, I didn't know what to do with what I just saw. I didn't know how to process it. And um, so, yeah, man, from middle school, I was just regularly watching porn and, and um, yeah, man, just living pretty simfully in that, in that area of my life. And, uh, man, tried to battle it with different ways and nothing ever seemed to quite work. Um, like whether it be like having guys um, give me accountability or I'm like, maybe if I get a girlfriend, that'll work. That didn't work. <laughs> actually got yeah. worse. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, man, just trying to bow different ways. But, uh, man, by God's grace, I'd say that in the last uh, in the last couple years, um, I was able to find just some some freedom in that area. And I think it first started coming um, when I understood what I was doing for my future marriage. And um, what I started to understand is like, hold on. Ephesians 5 says, love your wife as Christ does the church. Well, as a believer, we see commands in scripture and we want to do them. So I'm like, man, I might be single, but I want to be able to love the heck out of my wife one day. Like, don't you think that? Like, yeah. there's something yeah. that you desire. And I started to understand that, man, me watching porn is going to hurt me loving my wife one day. I'm not going to be able to do that if I keep watching this, because what I'm going to constantly do, which is what I was doing as a single, is comparing every woman with the women that I was seeing on the pornography videos which those women aren't real you know what i mean yeah the the body parts aren't real like like that experience and that fantasy is not a reality in an everyday marriage and so it just started to click with me like man if i want to be a godly man one day like if i want to be a man that other men can look up to and really make a kingdom impact as a man it starts with loving your wife like that is your first and primary ministry any man will tell you that and me continuing to indulge in porn is gonna is gonna hurt my ability to do that and so yeah. I was I've always been a guy that'd be like look I want my life to count I don't want to just live and die and not have an impact and um so yeah that was kind of the first step in me realizing that man porn is is going to affect um me being the man that I want to be wow wow
0: so so j- just so everybody knows Ryan Jenkins just got married yes how long a month? man a month ago yeah a month? I'm a month in okay. yeah and, uh, it's
1: been amazing yeah <laughs> to say the yeah. least yeah okay so
0: he so he this is a good time because uh my next question i just wanted to kind of talk to him about lust a little bit and like what is a healthy way we can look at lust whether it's you know and 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 when i ask you this it's like how did you look at your you knew she was going to be your wife yes i did so how did you how were you able to like look at her you know you had lust for her but it's
1: like but also
0: not feed the lust right so like can kind of, kind of talk to me about that?
1: Man, that, that is a great question. I mean, first, it had to start with understanding that these desires that I have for this woman are from God. I'm not wrong for having them. I'm not sinful for having them. Like They're literally given to me. So if I'm mad at him, I need to be mad at God because yeah. <laughs> he's the one who gave them to me. I think growing up, we get taught so often that um, if we desire to have sex with a woman that's not our wife, it's bad. I think that's just God-given. You know what I yeah. mean? Now, if you act on those desires, that's the sin. But yeah. in terms of naturally having them, like, that's part of it. So I had to tell myself that because I know um, growing up, I could be prone to think, like, oh, man, I'm just, like, super evil for wanting to have sex with a woman. You know what I mean? But it's it's, it's natural. And so that was, that was the first thing. Um, but I think, secondly, I kind of took a similar mentality as I did to porn. So I knew that unless... Um, I died. I was going to marry this woman. Like It was just so clear to me that, that she was going to be my wife one day. And um, I wanted our intimacy, our physical intimacy in marriage to be fire. I wanted it to be what God intended it to be. You know, yeah. Adam Adam breaks out in poetry when he sees Eve bone in my bones, flesh in my flesh. And I know yeah. they, their intimacy was probably fire. And, um, and so I, I wanted physical intimacy in my marriage to be uh, exactly what God intended it to be, which was great. Yeah. And I knew the more that I would lust after my woman is I almost saw it like a bank account. So say if, if God gave me a million dollars to use in marriage and that million dollar bank account represented the physical intimacy that I can have and I can use up that whole account. Well, I feel like every time that I would lust after her, I'm taking money out of that account. So there's less and less of amazing physical intimacy that I'm gonna have oh, in marriage. And so okay. anytime I would be lusting after I'm like, man, I'm robbing our future intimacy that we're going to have in marriage. And so that was my main motivation. Um, I wanted the moments to where we finally... So, again, I'm not saying that it's sin if people kiss before marriage, but our personal conviction is that we weren't going to kiss before we got married. We were doing things like, again, not to be crazy legalistic about them, but we were just trying to stay away from it as much as possible. Like, we're going home, like, at a certain time, like, we, we try to do everything we could, and again, the the motivation of that wasn't so that God could be pleased with us more so than it was just trying to use wisdom, because we do want the physical intimacy in our marriage to be special, and yeah. so that's, that's why we did that, and by God's grace, it worked. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, amen, bro, yeah. amen, and bro, and so, yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, so I was gonna say, uh, that being said, and I, I have a really strong opinion about this, but I would like to hear yours about yeah. maybe what, what do you have to say to people who think that, or they've heard from whoever mm. that if you don't have some kind of intimacy before marriage, that it kind of would affect your intimacy inside
1: of marriage? What would you say to that? I think that is a lie from the pit of hell. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and, and, and I think them having intimacy before marriage is actually going to do the opposite of what they think it's going to do. Um, my dad is a pastor, okay. so he's in, and he's a marriage counselor. He's been counseling so many couples. And he says he can't count how many times... He's seen couples who are sexually intimate before marriage, and then they get married and they stop having sex. They stop being as physically intimate as they were before. That's intense. It's intense. (laughs) Well, why why is that? That's the deception of sin. It it, it just deceives you into thinking like, man, it's so fun. Try it. Do it. And now once you're in marriage, now it's not special anymore. Like, Like now you've lost that zeal and that fire for your wife that God intended you to have because you've indulged in sin beforehand. And so... Um, I have never ever met a person who regretted not being physically intimate before they were married. I've, I've never had somebody be like, "Man, I wish I would have had more sex when I was <laughs> when I was dating or engaged." I've never never met anybody that said, "Man, I wish I would have made out with my uh, with my wife more, man, before we were married." I've never heard that. I, have you? No. I've never. But how many times have we heard, "Man, I regret the things we did do." Yeah. You always hear that, and so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I think that's just uh, a, a terrible way to go about. Uh, dating from a physical intimacy standpoint
0: okay okay yeah no that's good because because my my opinion is and and this is from past experience i had a and i'm i don't know about you but i had a sexual intimate relationship with a girl Hmm. and i've only had really one that was longer than like a one night stand or a two Hmm. you know what i'm saying where i was like seeing sleeping with her regularly for like a month Hmm. and i can remember our first time sucked and then it just every single time after it got better. And I was just like, when, you know, obviously I was in a sinful time in my life. I wasn't really serving God at all. Right. But then, you know, when I started, when I decided to turn from everything and I started to serve God, I looked back at that experience and I realized what is this whole thing about thinking like, I got to try it out before I get it. And Mm -hmm. it's like, cause, cause what I remember from that one month of Mm -hmm. with that one girl, whether I was... I wasn't married to her or nothing, but I right. knew it got better. And I was like... So, when I'm married, I, I, I just know it's going to get better. Right. It's not like... It's not like I have to go try it. Sure. Because I know, like, with just from my sample size, it was just... It, 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 like, we've learned each other better. Everything got better. But, right. you know, eventually I knew I was in a sinful relationship. I had to get out. Right. You know, but... Yeah. But it's like... It's like... Even though it was a you know not good, I still learned. Yeah, that that's not.
1: It is a lie. I, like, I, I, sure. Absolutely, man. And I think um, even when it so I've just been married for a month now, right? But yeah. in that month, I mean, I have had a lot of sex. Yeah, <laughs> thank you God. Yeah. So it's been fun. <laughs> yeah. But uh, man, even in finding, I, what is it about um, sex and marriage that makes it so beautiful? Like like why is this just like I'm on cloud nine? I'm just skipping in every yeah. morning. You know, like, like like what is it about it? And to be honest, man, it's not the the techniques or experience you know what i'm saying that we that we both have sexually like i was sexually involved before i was married so is she but when i look at what makes it so enjoyable it's, it's actually not that it's not that oh man i know what she's doing or i know what i'm doing she know it, it, it's not really that at all bro There there's something about understanding that you're yoked with a person until you die and so there there comes a certain security in a marriage relationship and then when you consummate it with sex bro like it is just one of the most intimate things I think a human can experience, bro, on this planet. And so I think, man, when, when God designed sex to be reserved for marriage, man, he's reserving something, bro, that is going to increase the intimacy of two people by a hundred. And it's not because they're both like, are, are great in bed. Cause a lot of people might suck in bed based off technique or whatever you want to call it, but bro. It, it's not even about that. Like you, you know what I'm saying? Like me and my wife, just to be real, like we've done goofy things during, you know what I mean? Like we don't know what we're really doing, maybe, but it's not like that makes it bad. It, it, it's the fact that, bro, we we have a commitment to one another under God and it's almost like a, the best way i can describe it is that it feels like bro god gave us a really dope playground that we know is super safe. You know, it yeah. has big fences and he just told us just go play in this. You know what i mean? And we know we can't get harmed, so we can we're we're free to have fun. But i feel like physical intimacy outside of marriage is like there's this playground but there's a lot of things that can hurt you there. So you can have fun and you want to, but you're probably going to get hurt and so you just don't have the freedom to enjoy it and so that's kind of the difference i've seen it. Yeah, that's good, man. That yeah. was a
0: really good way. I like I like uh Ryan's analogies or like pictures for us. Mm-hmm. Um the other thing so the next question i wanted to go into like maybe what do you see society's effect and maybe we addressed it already but maybe you can expand uh that pornography has had. So like if you want to talk about social media or something like that.
1: I think um yeah. It's it's corrupted uh what we deem is beautiful in terms of women. Um, I think that's the biggest effect it's had. Um, I think if you look at Proverbs, obviously I'm a Christian, so anybody who's not Christian listening to this maybe wouldn't understand as much, but Proverbs 31, a chapter in the Bible that is the most descriptive chapter of a woman in all of Scripture. And this yeah. is like a dream woman. Well, if you look at all of those qualities, not one thing has to do with her physical appearance. Mm-hmm. And that is what, and it actually says that. A charm is deceitful and beauty fades, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And this isn't to say that you just marry someone no matter how they look. No, obviously be, be physically attracted to them. But I think what pornography has done is warped our view of what we think true beauty is. And it's warped it into something that, man, true beauty is a really nice face some nice boobs, a big butt and whatever whatever else you, you think. And so um, I think that's the worst thing that it's done. Um, I think there are a lot, of, just speaking from a, a, a church experience, I think there are a lot of very godly women who, in the eyes of God, are gorgeous. I'm talking just amazing. But they're going to be a Christian man to look at them and because they don't match what they see on the pornography videos, they deem them as not as beautiful, when if you were to look at them through the lens of God, you'd see something totally different, and so, um, I think that's the biggest effect, I think there's many but just one man that I can think of off the top is like, bro, it's just warped the way we view women, and um, yeah. what, what our definition of beauty actually is
0: yeah, and I, I, uh I definitely second that, but I also see it like ingrained itself in social media social and these media girls, too. these girls, they were and, and I've been hounded by pointing this out, like, girls wearing the things that they wear, sure. you know? But but at the same time, it's kind of, like, it's hard for a guy to, like, be walking anywhere nowadays and not be, like, some chick with her butt hanging out because of the, sh- right. the pants she's wearing. Right. And it's nothing... It's nothing... She bought them at Lululemon or wherever okay, the heck right, she right. bought them, so it's nothing personal against her. Yeah. But it's just, like, it's hard, bro. And so you're you're sitting there and you're looking at it, but it, but then I go back to... All right, where did this come from? All right, she saw some girl getting a bunch of likes on social media, right? right? So these girls are getting all these likes on social media, which is releasing something in their brain, which tells them like, oh, man, this is good. I need to do more of this, you know? And so instead of maybe starting a relationship with a guy who that would be meaningful, they'd rather get all these likes online from thousands of guys. Right instead of being with one guy because right. then all of a sudden maybe that guy gets jealous and all of a sudden you got an issue with having stuff online and so so to me and and the only reason these girls are looking like this is because men have been watching porn they've seen these girls on porn and now when they see a girl that's even emulating that right. in society that's what they're, they're attracted want. right and so they're getting these likes yeah <laughs> so so in my opinion yeah. I'm like I'm like social media gateway drug
1: Absolutely, man And here's the scary thing about that And women entering relationships Off of just a guy gawking after them physically Is the same thing a woman uses to attract a man Is the same thing she has to use to keep him And so we see in scripture And I don't think it takes scripture for somebody to know this come it says beauty fades you're not always going to look like that. And so how is that man going to continue to pursue you once your beauty starts to fade? Or God forbid you get in an accident and you don't look the same thing, you the same way you once looked. But that's why I think, man, when you yoke yourself, if, if you're a believer and you yoke yourself with another Christian man, and obviously he's going to think you're beautiful and attractive as he should. But man, his, his main quality that he just loves about you is your walk with the Lord and just the way that God beautifully designed you and wired you. That's only going to get better with time because we know that, look, he who began to go work in us is going to finish and so. The longer a woman walks with the Lord, if she really is walking with him, she's going to look more and more like Christ, which means she's going to look more and more beautiful. And so, um, I think it's just a scary place for so many relationships to start just off the physical appearance because man, it's just not, it's not sustainable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good.
1: Yeah. So, um,
0: I would say from there was, was there like a point probably in your life where you felt like, um. Maybe you could stop pornography on your own, without God. Like, like was there ever, was there ever that point or not really? Like, like did heck that ever cross your mind? No, heck no. Okay. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> okay,
1: nah, I, I, absolutely not. Um, I, I've gotten to a point, and it's taken me twenty five years, and I'm still probably not fully there, but I understand better every every day how powerless I am <laughs> apart from God. Okay. Um, when it comes to the forces of sin, um, naturally, man, I. I just love to do what my flesh wants to do, and um, it it just comes so naturally for me, and and I have no shot against defeating sin um, apart from from the power of of the Holy Spirit. And so I know that apart from God, I'm powerless. I even sense that when I have seasons in my life, man, where I'm not... um, as close to God as I should be when it comes to um, spending time in His presence through prayer, reading Scripture, fellowship, whatever. I, I just sense like, man, I'm I'm getting weaker, and my flesh is starting to take over, and mm. so I've come to a point where I understand I am I am powerless apart from God. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely.
0: So what what is like uh, maybe one thing that you, I mean, it was very clear what you do. You you saw lusting as like a bank account and when you're pulling from it you're you're, you're robbing you're right. robbing your relationship with your wife right? right so i think that's pretty clear what you did but right. like wh- what is something that maybe you do to combat the enemy on a regular
1: basis yeah you know yeah well i think we were talking about it a little bit beforehand man but it's it's scripture um it's it's one of those things when it comes to memorizing scripture or even just meditating on it On a daily and regular basis, it doesn't seem fun at first. I think (laughs) you can maybe be tired and want to sleep. Like there's so many things that I—it's such a barrier, right? It it seems so hard. I don't know if it's our own flesh or the enemy. I don't know what it is, but it just seems so hard to meditate on Scripture on a regular basis. But man, it is so so worth it. And um, so just having God's Word right by my side, right where I need it, what it allows me to do, James, it allows me to see sin for what it is. The more I stay out of the word, the more sin starts to look attractive, almost like the same way that Apple did to Eve, right? Yeah. Um, it starts to look like, dang, that does look pretty good, man. That does seem like it's going to satisfy me. But the more I'm in the word, the more I can see sin with spiritual eyes instead of earthly eyes. And so instead of that beautiful woman on Instagram looking actually beautiful, she starts to look not so good anymore because I know what the outcome is going to be. the yeah. scripture shows me. It shows me that the wages of sin are death. It shows me what I'm going to gain if I fall into that temptation. And so that's the main way i see scripture influencing my battle against porn and, and all other lust, man is just it allows me to see it for what it is um so yeah. yeah
0: well that's good man uh so this was with uh ryan jenkins he'll be a pastor one day asu sir lord willing lord willing and uh this was everything uh or this is your brother james this is everything porn sex and relationships